Okay. Here we go. Not very much on the What's going on with that? Don't understand why that's not loud. Anyway, it's the live from the laundry room show. So am I just going to sit here and wait for somebody to to show up to have a, a discussion? Yeah, I think probably. Probably I'll just do that. What I could do, I don't really want to play some music because I don't want to edit it. I know what I'll do. I'll, I'll play some John Campbell from YouTube. So here we go. This is John Campbell from today. Well, it's Sunday, the 3rd of April, and a warm welcome to today's talk. Now, I've had a lot of questions about the new variant. First of all, is there a new variant? Yes. Uh, what's it called? Well, it's called XE. It's a variant of Omicron. Should we be particularly worried about this? I really don't think so. Will this become predominant, uh, displacing the existing Omicron that we have now, the BA2, which is the predominant form we have now? Yeah, it probably will replace that over a period of time. I'm not expecting it to make people sicker, and I'm not expecting it to have immune escape, but I think it is more transmissible. But let's look at that now. That's the essence of today's talk. If you don't want to, if you want to skip it, feel free, because the rest of it is a bit technical it's taken me a while to work it out so i would appreciate it if you'd stay because it took me a while to work it out so here it is it's largely from this uk health security agency it's sars coronavirus two variants of concern so this is their sort of latest update that we're just getting around to doing now and it, it is consistent with the world health organization's latest update as well good to see that national updates and uh, world health organization updates are uh, consistent with each other but mo mo mostly from the from mostly from this paper here th th this one do check it out um it is it is a difficult read uh, because it's very technical but as you can see it's all very well uh, spaced out into its various components so it, it's quite a hard read because of its technicality but unlike the cdc reports it's written in sentences and paragraphs so it, it is intelligible if you can spread the spend the time and decode it a bit um Strange, strange why there's such a difference. The CDC reports are so badly written, in my view. And, but the, the, the UK one, the, easier to read, but, but this is technical. So anyway, so stop uh, prattling on and get down to the business. Variants of concern. Now, here, here, we, uh, here we have it. Now, the, the, they're not going to have variants under investigation anymore now. So it's just VOCs. And this one is called XE. So what is XE? 
XE strain is a recombinant variant of BA1 and BA2. Now, viruses do not produce uh, sexually. So I'm a recombinant of my mother and my father, obviously, as, as indeed are you. Um, viruses don't do that. But what sometimes happens is that a BA1 virus in this case and a BA2 virus, both Omicron, will both infect the same cell. So a person will be exposed to both strains of the virus at the same time. Two viral particles will get into one cell and their genetics will mix up inside one cell during the viral replication process. So it's not sexual reproduction, but it is a recombination, but it has the kind of effect of a, of a sexual reproduction because it can give rise to new properties. So that's kind of the, that's kind of the biology of it. But it's a combination of BA1 and BA2, so it's both Omicron. So those predictions I was making there are based on the fact that this is still an Omicron. It's a new type of Omicron. It's, a, it's an XE Omicron. Uh, this is the new nomenclature which we're about to look at as well. Uh, but it's still an Omicron. It hasn't changed it into a hippopotamus or, or a vibe, uh, measles virus or a different type of SARS-CoV-2. It's still an Omicron. That's that's the, the key reassuring point. Now, mutations, uh, 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 when an error is incorporated into the viral genome. So a mutation is, is a change in the genetics of, a, of an organism, really. But a recombination uh, is co-infecting. So when things are infected together, viruses exchange genetic information, creating a more novel virus. And here you can get a bigger jump in the, in the, uh, in the characteristics of a virus. Now, they've changed the classification system, as we as we've said. So, variants of concern label. Um, now, if there's a detrimental change in the biological properties, like change in transmissibility, severity, immune invasion, immune invasion, like, like, like there's immune invasion in Omicron, clearly, compared to the current dominant variants, and a growth rate potential. In, in other words, it's got these characteristics, but it's also going to outgrow the other one. Because little mutations and little things happen all the time, but because they don't have a selective advantage, they're quickly selected out and they basically cease to exist. So if it has a growth advantage as well. And they've designated new variants based on uh, genomic features and growth. So that makes sense. Now, this is the code they seem to be using. Now, they don't actually put this anywhere, but this is what I've worked out it to be. So X seems to be the code for BA1. E seems to be the code for BA2. And X and F are both deltas. Now, th these are just genetically different forms of deltas, but they are both uh, deltas. So, so there we have their new uh, classification that they, uh, the British authorities are using now. So um, <clears throat> two are a combination of Delta and BA1. So it gets a bit confusing here, but XD and XF are combinations of Delta and BA1. Now, we were calling this uh, Omicron, um, Deltacron. People were talking about Deltacron, combination of Delta and Omicron. So that is those two. So XD and XF. Remember, but we're, we're talking here about uh, XE, which is the one that's more prevalent in the UK. So XD, which remember is a combination of the Delta and the Omicron. A few cases in France, Belgium and Denmark, not that many, literally uh, a few tens of cases. And XT, which is another combination of uh, Omicron and a different form of Delta, 
was a small cluster de detected in the UK, but it's never been seen since the 15th of February. So it looks like that one has now uh, died out. And as we said, these are going to come, they're going to go. They die out if they don't have a selective advantage. So that one doesn't seem to exist anymore, but this one does seem to have a few cases in Europe. So that one there is the Delta Cron, the combination of the Delta and the Omicron. I hope this is making sense. The way I've written it down is, is correct. Um, but it, it, it is quite fun to follow. Um, so there's one recombination of BA1 and BA2, and this is XE. So this is the one that's become more prevalent, up to about 1% of cases in the UK. So this is an Omicron Omicron. It's not a Delta Omicron. It's not a Delta Cron or a Omni Delta or anything like that. It's an Omicron. Omicron is the BA1 and the BA2. So that's the key thing to remember. XE is a combination of BA1 and BA2, recombinant, as a result of a co-infection. XE, evidence of community transmission within England, currently about 1% of the total sequence cases. And the UK sequencing, um, we're actually doing more sequencing in the UK than anywhere else in the world. We're not doing more per capita. Denmark has the, has the accolade for that, but we're doing very large numbers of these. So this is being picked up quickly. So we could call this the British variant or the British recombination, but I think it's probably just because we're doing more, we've picked it up quickly. Uh, a, bit, a bit like Omicron was first picked up in South Africa because they do a lot of testing. Right, using the most recent data up to the 16th of March, so okay, it's, it's the 3rd of April now, so it's a bit out of date, but it's what we've got. XC has a growth rate of about 10% above that of BA2 per week. So you would expect over a course of weeks it would um, displace the, the, existing, uh, the existing BA2. So it looks like over the course of the next weeks, even low cases are going to plummet, the XE will become more prevalent than BA2. And we can expect the same thing to happen around the world. Now, in the United States, they're still going to the, the BA2 uh, resurgence that we've predicted for some time now, but then that will gradually be replaced with X, uh, XE variant is what's going to happen, but quite slowly because the growth rate isn't fast. Uh, it, the, the advantage isn't as big, <clears throat> whereas the advantage of um, Omicron over Delta was about 75% more transmissible per week, so it's nearly double, nearly double. Um, but that's where we're going to go. Now, this figure is tentative. It's only based on data up to the 16th of March. It could change, but it does look like it has a growth advantage. Now, this is based on 763 sequence cases, actually sequence, which is actually pretty good. Actually, pretty good. XC is BA1 and BA2 combination, recombination, as we've said. It's a bit of both. Uh, and this, strangely enough, there's three mutations that are not present in BA1 or BA2 seem to have popped up. Where the heck they came from, I don't know. I assume it's just normal uh, variation that occurs, and these mutations could have occurred since the, the co-infection event uh, occurred that gave, gave rise to the XE in the first place, but we don't know. But from what I can tell, and do correct me on this if you think I'm wrong, from what I can tell, these are not spike mutations, that there are other parts of the virus, as far as I can tell. But it is somewhat hard to decode uh, what they have uh, what they've said. But there is these strange three mutations, not surprising really, because it's mutating all the time. Now... All right, that's enough John Campbell, I think. It's a little bit too technical for me. But uh, 
he is good at what he does. He does manage to make a little bit intelligible. Uh, there's basically another variant, but it doesn't mean anything because there's not really any symptoms. Seems to be a huge increase in this um, Omicron thing still in the UK. I'm not buying into any of it personally. I don't. I don't believe that the that viruses are contagious. I don't believe that they produce disease necessarily. I don't believe any of that, so I can't really buy into this. But this is the this is the John Campbell official medical version. Uh, for information purposes only, don't buy into it. Don't believe it. Because there are other possibilities as well that may be equally valid or more valid. And uh, having a little bit of doubt about these things is a positive thing, in my, in my world at least. So there's germ theory and then there's terrain theory. And if you want to know what terrain theory is, look for the um, the episode that I did with with Dr. Andrew Kaufman and Dr. Tom Cowan, where I used some of their material. It's uh, it's an interesting possibility that the whole thing might be a mistake <laughs> from 150 years ago. Uh, we'll see, though. I don't I don't know which means that I don't buy into either of them completely. I'm, uh, I'm debating whether terrain theory is true at all. Uh, I, I doubt that germs the germ theory is true. I doubt that terrain theory is completely true in the way that it's being described, but there might be a, a combination of the things that are true about, that are about both that then becomes another theory in my world. I don't know yet. Psychological contagion seems to be a thing. So it could all be psychological. Could all be psychological. Terrain theory and germ theory could both be psychological. At which point you just work on your belief in germ theory and your belief in terrain theory and, and add some doubt and then reverse out of both and you end up in a place where there is no where there is no disease so that could be that could be the way of the future I don't know if it's possible to reverse out of a belief system then I think that's that's what the name of the game should be, really. Just let it go, let it go and reverse out. Yeah, anyway, that that's what comes from my, my view of... Uh, John Campbell means well. He, he, he absolutely means well. He's a good man. And uh, he believes he believes all of this stuff. But I don't believe it, so it is what it is. It's a belief system that produces, that manifests symptoms and disease. 
and I'm not buying into that. It's not in my interest to buy into that. Let's see what else we've got on here. Last night's Dark Horse podcast, there was some good stuff. So I don't think this, this show is going to go any further than that, really. But it's enough. It's triggered me to a, to a conversation with myself that, that was quite valuable. So... I think I might end it there actually. I think I might end it there. That's enough.